It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey everyone, it's time for another NFL in London podcast. Wade McWayne and Ryan Cull. Week 17. Yes, sir. Yeah. Bi coastal. I'm still in Canada, so it's a little time difference, but I'll be back for week 17. Um, exciting as we, we make our way down. It's a lot of fantasy for people as well. So if you're in the fantasy well, finals in some leagues, yes, I'm, I'm in one of them. Um, other ones I'm not, but uh, yeah, it's exciting. Almost as exciting as uh, the Tennessee Titans last night, uh, but Dallas Cowboys are too <laughs> much for them. Um, yeah, well, this Cow- is the time of year now where you find out whether your team has just given up. Yeah. And yeah. it pretty much looks like the Titans have given up. Like they've lost what, like six, six straight, six straight games. It, you know, you go defense. from having that good record, and and now suddenly you're, you drop six in a row. Um, especially yeah. some games you just should have won. Yeah, and then they put uh, what, Joshua. I, not even Malik Willis doesn't even get the start. So it's no. like they just go to this guy off, get the scrub off the street, and then they had that thing with his parents' reaction, just stone faced yeah. after he scores. <laughs> uh, even the Titans' parents yep. of the team have given up. They couldn't like, even believe it. Yeah, um, yeah, it was not a great again. Considering it was only like playing a junior varsity team, you think Dallas would have just smoked them, but yeah. they didn't have Tony Pollard, and they kind of did what they needed to do to basically keep ahead and have that fifth playoff spot, which is like almost like a buy because you get to play whoever's in the NFC South. Yeah, and well, there's also the potential if, if Philadelphia loses two games that they they take the they take the division, um, and that would be sort of a That's nightmare true. for Philly, you know, because they've also got the win differential. So you know, I think Philadelphia could have looked at maybe coasting, but then taking that loss last week, uh, it affects you because you could have actually been you could have actually clinched the division, rested your players, and and had it you know had an easier run towards the playoffs, uh, and now it's a, a little tougher for them. Obviously, big news too. Uh, Derek Carr. Uh, it looks oh, like he's yeah. done. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, they benched him. People are like wondering why they benched him. It's because if he were to get injured in those final two yeah, games, exactly. they would have to pay him a whack of money. Um, yeah, so bench him and then get rid of him. It's going to cost them five million to get rid of him. Yeah, I think the writing was on the wall. Um, he just didn't play well. And then that last no. game, three interceptions. Yeah. He looked terrible. Um, it just hasn't worked with him and McDaniel. And I think it's, this must be. I think it's just one of those things where they can't fire McDaniel because they're no. paying like a yeah. million coaches. They can't get another coach to come in. So the question is, opens up, it's like, is he like, give me Tom Brady for a year? Yeah. Tom Brady comes in with Josh McDaniel. He basically, Tom Brady gets to do whatever he wants, oh, right? God, yeah. They have that connection. He's got Devontae Adams. He's got Waller. Yeah. Got, well, Jacobs might Josh be able Jake. to get persuaded to come back because I think so. he looks pissed at the team right now because oh, he doesn't God, look yeah. like he wants to come back. So I, I'd be very intrigued to see if that's a little bit of a possibility. But I think I think it's like um, to me, it's like he's like Derek Carr is like uh, Demar Derozan on the Toronto Raptors, yeah. and the Raptors went years just trying to like kick the tires of Derozan, and they made it pretty much to the, like the finals. And then LeBron took him out every year, yeah. and then they traded him for Kawhi, and boom, championship. So I feel like Derek Carr is the Derozan, and then are they going to trade him in, bring in maybe someone like Rogers? Yeah, comes well, in and plays a Devonte in Vegas. How hilarious would that be? Bring in Rogers and go and try and win that one championship quickly. But I think it's inevitable. Um, and I think Carr gave him everything he had, but the guy's been failed how many times? Like, yeah. how many coaches has he had? It's just been... Um, I'm kind of excited to see him play somewhere else, to be honest with you, because 
like somewhere like the Jets, maybe God forbid the the Colts try this experiment <laughs> again. But well, didn't um, he say though he was going to retire a Raider? Um, so that he would quit if he never played, that the Raiders would be his last team. So it'd be wow. interesting to see if he stays up with that and retires and goes <laughs> to the booth. People say a lot of things when you sign a $40 million contract. Yeah. Like, baby, um, we ain't ever, when you get married, baby, we ain't ever getting divorced. Oh, no, People we're together, together forever. Speaking of Tom Brady, let's talk about uh, the uh, the South or the Dirty South. Uh, the Carolina Panthers put on a good smoke show. They ran the ball through Detroit last week. They're six and nine. Um, surprising, and they're facing a Tampa, B- Tampa Bay team who's seven and eight, but division leading. Three point favorites for Tampa in this one, but after watching them with Carolina, um, really shook away Detroit and ran right through them. Forty point five is the over under in this one. Tom Brady needs this win, but Carolina, nothing to lose. <laughs> Carolina needs it. Like, there's this is a weird one. I think it's just this is just a Tom Brady respect three point spread. I don't see any reason why. The way Carolina came off beating Detroit, a hot team, mm-hmm. um, and playing really well right now, going against Tampa Bay, who literally has to get absolute heroics and failure by the other team to basically yeah. win every game in the last second. And it's just unsustainable, this this lead that they keep having. I just feel like this is just a team that has no identity. They can't run it. They can't really pass it. They don't have a great defense. They have terrible coaching. They top mm-hmm. bulls. This has just been a nightmare scenario, and they're going to lose Brady and probably be the worst team in football next year. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'm going to go with Carolina. I, I kind of like what Darnold's doing. I think Foreman's been good. Like you said, that last week, Canadian that boy. Defense, they, yeah. they can smell the blood in the water, I feel, yeah. Carolina. And they, they're like, listen, we can actually win this thing. We were trying oh, yeah. to tank it a couple of weeks ago when we traded uh, McCaffrey, and now we're going to win the division and maybe yeah. play him in the playoffs. So I'm going to go with Carolina to win. Um, I go twenty-one and eighteen. I like the feisty play and Devonta Foreman, obviously good Canadian guy, uh, running the ball. I I do like Tom Brady to win only because of the drama, but I don't think that they'll cover it. I think Carolina can actually keep this a tight game. Uh, but also, it's just I think it'd be ugly. You know, they're hardly even scoring, and it well, seems a Tampa Bay game. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. ugly. Tampa Bay is getting some of their guys back, a little bit of healthiness, uh, so that'll help them a bit. I think I've got Tampa winning this one, sixteen to fourteen. I think it's just going to be a, a sad, slow game. Um, it's sort of grinding it out, just like the, the but dirty it's South. weirdly the most intriguing because it has so much. It, has it does a have lot. so much like, potential. Lots of games this year that have a potential to be big games. This they is do. one of them, which also it's going to be terrible. It's going to be a terrible, exciting game. Yeah, good way to start 2023 because these are all the January 1st. is a new year, maybe a new look, a new feel. Oh, yes, there we go. Um, speaking of new looks and new feels, Cleveland, uh, same old feel, and they like to feel around, at least Deshaun does. Rub it down there. It's a little tight. Six mm-hmm. and nine of the Cleveland Browns. They come into a Washington team who, you know, was looking pretty tight in the uh, NFC East. Um, they are seven, seven, and one. They're two point favorites in this one. Forty point five is the over under the quarterback situation. They talked about it was Heineke, 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 and now it's Wentz, Wentz, Wentz. Um, uh, all turmoil up in Washington. Two point favorites of the forty point five over under. Uh, how do you like Washington at home? Oh man, like, this is kind of like last year Wentz, where he had to beat the worst team in football to make the playoffs, and then got smoked yeah. by Jacksonville. Um, I feel the same vibes. I just yeah, me I'm too. gonna go with the Commanders. 
though, even though I just think Washington, I think Cleveland stink. I think they, they can't really run it anymore, which, and Deshaun Watson brings nothing to the table. Like I know after a while you keep telling yourself, it's like, oh, he just needed a couple games, get his legs under him. But this, this is a bigger problem. This is mm-hmm. a guy who's just playing bad, bad football. So um, I think Washington, I, Cleveland's eliminated. I think with all the things they've gone through this year, I think the team's just like, let's just get through these two weeks, not get hurt. Commander's yeah. playing something. Wentz is playing for his career to get another shot. If he can win this, get into the playoffs, who knows? Um, so, and I think he wants a redemption from last year and what happened. So I am going to go with Wentz to win 2017. I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that there's so much pressure on Washington to really win this game, and they really need it, which is why I think they won't do it. It's, it seems to be one of those things where you really need it in the last couple of weeks. Man, if we get this win, we got a chance. And it always seems that a team like Washington would screw that up. And, and for some reason, I, I think it's going to be ugly, but I think Cleveland with nothing to lose in this game, with Washington everything to lose, I like Cleveland. I, I think they're just going to, again, ugly game. But Cleveland and a lot of the guys will just play just to you know showcase themselves maybe for other teams. Uh, I've got Cleveland. I don't know. I think more people are more concerned about getting hurt. <laughs> They're just yeah. like, listen, walking on eggshells. I it's the running game. I think is something Washington will struggle with. I've got Cleveland winning at twenty-one eighteen again. Low scoring game. I think it'll be sort of crappy weather, very rainy. Um, eh, again, it's not going to be one of those games. I'll red zone this game. Eh, not so much. Yeah. Big game for the East or the NFC. Sorry, is Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurting. Uh, New Orleans is six and nine. The Philadelphia is five and a half point favorites. And the Gardner Minshew, uh, although they lost, it wasn't really his fault. It was everyone else fumbleitis. He was looking good until the ball was dropped three times. Um, 13 and two is Philadelphia. New Orleans is six and nine. Five and a half point over under, or five and a half point spread for, for Philadelphia in this one, the 44 point over under. Philadelphia is at home. Uh, and New Orleans, Andy Dalton, six and nine. Can uh, can Philadelphia just crush and continue on? They need this win. Yeah, I think they will. I think again, like you said, I think Minshew's good. Minshew's a really good backup. You can love anyone would probably be like, I wish our backup was Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. because like he just put again. He went toe to toe with Dallas. Really good defense, and he was able to throw. You know, had his you know, it wasn't a perfect game, but he threw for over three hundred yards. He was able to move it up and down the field, and I think you know. Against the Saints team again with Dalton, um, doesn't really, even though they are still in it again, everyone is unfortunately. But I think Eagles know that after that loss last week, they've got to win this. I think being at home, they're just going to be able to run it. The Saints are kind of flailing, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't look, they, they even have problems with Alvin Kamara now. I, there's like stuff with drama going on with him, so who knows what if he's even going to be playing this week. So yeah, I think Eagles are just the much, much better team that got to now hold on to that one spot. So I'm going to go uh, Eagles 27, Saints 20. I, I just don't have them covering the spread in this one. I don't know. It, it's one of those things that I think that Philadelphia, you know, obviously next week is going to be a big game. They might not be as focused. I think they'll build a, a lead up on this one, and then New Orleans will claw back at it. I just think that five and a half is just a little too much right now uh considering that you know they probably do want to keep some guys healthy for next week um so i've got new orleans losing uh but only by three points i've got a 26 to 23 i think philadelphia builds up a big lead and then just sort of starts benching guys uh and then new orleans able to claw a bit back five and a half just seems a bit too much for me on this one um so 26 to 23 
Uh, big game in Arizona for Arizona as JJ Watt has announced he's retiring. Will that make the team play even more? Arizona's four and eleven, and things have not gone well. Atlanta, two and a half point favorites in this one, five and ten. They too uh, close in that crappy division. Forty-two points is the over/under in this one. Um, Ritter, maybe he's going. Atlanta just seems, you know, for a team that started off a bit okay, all sorts of problems now. Both these teams combined for nine mm-hmm. wins together. Yeah, it is not pretty. I think, yeah, again, you got Kingsbury who's just a dead man walking. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like I think I think him and Kyler's relationship is broken. I think the team now regrets this contract. Now they gotta wait. Right. Kyler will be back what halfway through next year? Yeah. And they're already out of it. So it just again, another it just feels like a disaster. Arizona blow up. So I think Atlanta just right now at least has is trying to do something. You know, they got Ritter. They're able to run it. They got a few weapons they can still use, and they're at home. So again, I I I think Arizona's done. I just feel nothing that they can bring to the table. So I'm going to go Atlanta to win. Uh, I'm going to go 24-14. I, I I think the JJ Watt thing is is interesting for me here because I think the team is going to play. You know, he's sort of done. I think they're actually going to win. I think Arizona can win this one. It's a bit of an upset. I, I, Atlanta is just. They got crap all. They're just got too many. I'm not betting on these games. (laughs) Oh, I know. These these, These these are unbettable. There's so many games like this. It's like, I'm not touching this. Uh, But this one, I just think Arizona is going to have more motivation. I think they'll have the running game, which Atlanta will struggle to stop. I got Arizona winning 20 to 18. Uh, Again, a low scoring game. But I think that the Watt, you know, people are going to play up for him. You know, he's going to motivate them. Hey, guys, second last game of my career. Yeah, but he's only been a Cardinal for like two years. So. Yeah, still. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a rallying cry in the locker <laughs> If it was at home, maybe. If it was at yeah. home, maybe. I still, I'm going to go with him on this one. I think Arizona pulls out the upset victory in this one. Down to the Dirty South again, where Jackson and Houston, uh, well, Jacksonville has a problem with Houston. Trevor Lawrence has lost three games to the Texans. They got his number. Lovey Smith knows what he's doing. Jacksonville's 7-8, and eight, and boy, are they making a push. Houston, 2-12-1, and one, and they like to thwart and uh, cause a little problems with everyone. They've always had problems for them. Uh, 43.5 points over under 4.5 points spread for Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, starting to play like the quarterback everyone wanted him to be. Well, there's even talk. It's like, does Jacksonville rest some players? Yeah. If they're kind of injured because next week will be, they're playing Tennessee for the division, basically. Yeah. Because even if they lose, they'll both be, I think, seven and eight yeah. or something like that in the, or in the last game. Yeah. They would both be um, yeah, seven and nine games. or something. Like yeah. But there's even talk about that. But I think, again, at Houston, you got to take this event. You've got the division right in. You mm-hmm. got Tennessee free falling and you're at least. You're on the ascend, so um, I, yeah, I don't see Houston's been keeping games close. Um, yeah. They beat they won last week, which which I thought they would, and I just think they're a bit more frisky. But I think Jacksonville's just got that momentum. People are stepping up. Zay Jones is playing well. Yep. You know, um, so I'm gonna go Jags to win. Um, I'm gonna go twenty-one ten. Ooh, bit of a beating there. Well, yeah, I, I've got I've got Jacksonville scoring twenty-one. I just think Houston, as you say, Lovey Smith. It's got that 3-0 and record against him. So I think they're going to be close. It's going to be a running game. It's going to be basically Etchen. It's going to be running against each other pretty much. I've got a 21-18. to I think Houston can keep it close. As I said, maybe 4.5 is too much. If Jacksonville does decide to rest a few of the guys and say, look, you know, through halftime, let's sort of take the, the foot off the gas. Might have a chance there. Twenty-one to eighteen. I think Houston keeps it close. But again, low scoring game. I got, I got, got a lot of low scores this weekend. Maybe not in the next game. 
It's the battle of the NFC North, as everyone's really excited about the Chicago Bears, who three and twelve, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, they they led to the Buffalo Bills at halftime last week. Um, Detroit though is a six point favorites, and Detroit has had some struggles uh, up and down. They're hard knocking, but the problem is that defense. They're seven and eight, but six point favorites uh, with a fifty two point over under. I think everyone's anticipating some points me scored in this one. Uh, it was a heartbreaker for the Bears last time I watched this game uh, when the Chicago Bears hosted an event in London, England. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and that was a that was a gutting loss as we held the lead and then lost it right at the end. And our friend Shannon was the only Detroit fan there, quickly laughing in everyone's face. Um, <laughs> Detroit, six-point favorites um, at home. W- what do you think of this one? Um I think Detroit had that very disappointing game last week, especially being like one of the hottest teams in football and then just getting beat up by a Carolina team, which was good, but it did it just was one of those. I think the fact that he's at home, Jared Goff plays better in a dome. I think that also makes it Justin Fields a lot scarier as well. Mm-hmm. Buffalo did an amazing job at at limiting him. I think he had like seven rushes for eleven yards. So yeah. I think when you take away Fields' legs. It, it makes him just one-dimensional because he just has no receivers. Like, mm-hmm. No offense. The receivers, no, like, no. none of them are playing. There's, there's no one out there other than Cole Komet, really, yeah. to do anything. So I just think the Lions have, and the fact that it's at home, the Lions can move the ball. They can run. They, Bills ran for 250 yards on Chicago. Detroit has, you know, Swift and Jamal Williams, so they're going to try and do that. I think if you just go on who has the more weapons, Detroit's at home. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. So I'm going to go Detroit. Uh, to win 27-21. I'm, uh, I'm not, you know, I think <sighs> Chicago played well against the Bills until it all fell apart. The defense is just horrendous. But there's, you know, Cole Komet playing well. we got some running game going. So I actually like Chicago. There's also to... an Arctic, frozen, like an absolute Arctic game. Oh, it was. Well, this is, now this is in Detroit, so it's inside. Um, yeah, exactly. At the Pontiac Silverdome. No, I wish. Um, I like the Chicago upset here. I think the running game, I think we've been playing with some plucky play. Uh, and Detroit's defense is just, just look woeful. If Carolina could gash them for that many yards, uh, I think the, the whole script there is for, for Montgomery and, and uh, you know, if Herbert's back as well, and Fields, we got three of the guys. I got running uh, 26-24. I got the Bears to beat the Lions in an upset. Big AFC East matchup as Miami is 8-7, and seven, uh, facing a New England team who's three-point favorites at 7-8. and eight. Uh, 41 and a half points is the over under Tua uh, collected his third concussion of the year uh, was playing great mm-hmm. until he got concussed again, man, three dings uh, already this season, uh, New England uh, definitely could use a win seven and eight, eight and seven, 41 and a half is the over under will bill Belichick and it might be Mac Jones might be out as well. Um, so two backup quarterbacks. What do you like here? Oh, I, hmm, this is really tough because yeah, you do feel bad for Tua because it did look like on that one play to get another three of one season for quarterbacks. It's not good. And this has really got to be if you're a cowboy, or sorry, cowboy, if you're Dolphins, like ownership, right? As good as he was, man, can you trust someone's not? He's so small. That's the thing with yeah. Tua. Like, he's not big, he's not quick, so he can't no. evade passes. So when the, he's not like Kyler or guys who can run away from pressure and get away, like Tua's going to get hit, he's going to get hurt. A lot. So this is really worrisome. I don't think it's going to get better with Teddy Bridgewater. I think people think it's going to be, I think Tua is better than Bridgewater. So I think it's going to be tougher. I think the fact that it's in New England, so it's going to be in the cold is going to matter. And I think 
Bill Belichick got beat down, I think, by the Dolphins last time yeah. this season. So I think he wants a little payback. He wants his next game um, against Buffalo to mean something. So uh, the finale, the last game. So I'm going to go with the Patriots to win. I just think the Dolphins, even though they have the better weapons, they should be able to do damage. I think the Patriots should have probably beat Cincinnati last week. Yeah, I don't know how. They were somehow able to come back and just fumbled it away. But I'm going to go with the Pats just to kind of make next week really exciting because then it will be Dolphins-Jets. If Jets win today, it's going to be such a good last week uh, yeah. of football. So I'm going to go with the Patriots to win um, 24-20. I, I've got the same score, but the other way around. Uh, I think Miami's just got the better running game here. And, you know, between, again, backup quarterbacks, I just think Miami just has more talent all around. You know, the wide receiving yeah, yeah. core, the That's running backs. <laughs> You know, they've got, got them injuries, but uh, I, I think Miami has is, is got it here. Uh, I think it's the coaching duel. Uh, Bill Belichick and his team aren't as feisty as they look to be in shutting down quarterbacks. So I, I think Miami has more to win and more to more to lose. So I've got Miami to win 24 to 20. Same score as you, uh, but the Dolphins take it. Denver Broncos. I mean, they're 4-11. and 11. Uh, Hackett is gone. Uh, and then you've got Kansas City, who are 12-3. and 3. Un, uh, unappreciated 12 and 3. The 13 point favorite. So, uh, Russell Wilson actually looked not bad last week until he got concussed. Uh, so he'll be out. Um, not bad. They got, they got by like 40 points. Until he got, until he got knocked out. Yeah, uh, they got crushed. I mean, he was doing like, okay. Um, but they got blown out I by guess the, the Rams. Considering how bad this year's been, I guess that is okay. That is okay. Um, Kansas City, though, 13 yeah. point favorites. 45 is the over under in this one. Um, you know, Kansas City's you know, on their way to the playoffs. Um, but they still have some holes in their defense. How is Denver got any chance here with a 13 point spread? Well, I don't like, again, I, I don't see why, even though Kansas City was able to cover 10 last week, I don't, they just haven't, whenever it got to 12 or 13, they haven't even come close. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always one of those things when a team gets beaten like that, uh, they come back and they fight hard the next week, especially when yeah. you get embarrassed on Christmas exactly. Day. Yeah. Like, I think that means something. When your um, children are crying you, at home. <laughs> yeah. You miss Christmas Day to get embarrassed on national yeah. television. I think that means something. So yeah. I think the fact that they've lost 14 straight means something. Um, but I think Kansas City's a better team. I think there's no way they're going to lose. I think they can smell that one seed because if Buffalo loses – to Cincinnati, then Kansas City has the one seat pretty much wrapped up. Yeah. Um, so I think I think they're going to be able to take care of business. But again, there's always something with the new coach comes in, like Saturday when he came in and won yeah. his debut. There's some like some juice about the new quarterback and or the new coach. And and Hackett was a disaster. So maybe yeah. he was so bad that maybe this team might just become a little bit more competent. Maybe Russell Russell becomes a little bit better. So yeah. I'm going to say um, I'm going to I'm going to say. The Chiefs win, but I'm going to say 24-17. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. The 13-point spread is too much. And and there's something should be said about the inspired play when you just get absolutely dummied by Baker Mayfield the week before. Yeah. Defense, which was, you know, much vaunted defense, really got hammered by a Rams yeah. team that never really could score. And Cam Akers was looking like a genius. He was good for me on my fantasy. Um, mm. Again, 13 points, too much for me on this one. Uh, I got a 26 to 18. I'm with you on this one that you know Denver's got a little something to play for here. Um, but, you know, hopefully their defense can actually step up. Close game, though. I just don't think that Kansas City is going to get that kind of spread. But they'll be happy enough to get the win. The final game of the 1 o'clock games, or 6 o'clock in the UK, sees the Indianapolis Colts, Jeff Saturday. And they've, got, they've made some changes. They brought in old Nick Foles, who... In 2018, did some damage, but they're they're four and ten, and they're facing a New York Giants team who 
has really been struggling eight, six and one. And, you know, started off with a great run at the start of the season, but had their own issues. They're six point favorites, though. Uh, and 39 points is the over under as they host the Colts. Uh, any Is there anything the Colts can do um, to score in this game? <laughs> I don't think so. Like Foles looked like a guy who's a third stringer, hasn't probably taken a snap in two years, even in practice. Probably doesn't even. He just sits there and shines his Super Bowl ring mm-hmm. while the other two, while the other two take snaps. Um, I think Giants are winning in for the playoffs, so I, I, I'm going to go with the team that feels like they got a bit of momentum. I think they're the better coach team easily. I think Dayball's got them inspired. They're at home. They, they know they win. They're in, and Saquon's been looking good. Daniel Jones has been playing a lot better. They're, they're kind of a fun little team. The Giants are good little story. So I'm going to say they win. I think the Colts. I just look like a team that are done for the year. Like they got an mm-hmm. analyst as a coach. Let's not let's not go crazy. Let's not hurt ourselves. Let's all just go home and be safe. So I'm gonna go. Uh, Giants win this pretty easily. Uh, I'm gonna go 24-13. I I just don't trust the, the Giants. They seem to be like great pretenders, almost like the people were talking about the Vikings. So I don't, you know, I think it's one of these games that uh, you bring in fools. I don't know. Jim Irsay is all looked like he's all drunk on the TV, ch- chatting it all up. So I actually Listen, like just get that better draft spot. That's what this was about. He wants yeah. to lose every game. He wants the better draft spot. Like I think Irsay has been doing this thing of bringing in a new quarterback. That's why everyone's laughing. Like Derek Carr next, but yeah. they gotta get a like a Manning. Like not obviously probably won't get that, but no. they gotta get a young guy to, to replace this this bandage approach to quarterbacking has been a disaster for three years straight. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I still think the Colts can keep it close. I I, I just don't think six points is it's just far too much for me. Um, so I'm actually going to give the Colts uh, the ability to come back and hold this close. I think the Giants win 27 to 24, uh, but the Colts keep it in. I just don't like the six points. It's just too much for me. All right, so New Year's Day, then we've got our late games. Uh, be f- 9 o'clock in the UK, 4 o'clock in the uh, Canada, where I am now, but I'll be back in the UK for this. Some exciting games we've got going on. The New York Jets, J-E-T-S, have been sort of falling from the skies of late. They're seven and eight, but they're one and a half point favorites over another team who's also been falling. Seattle, seven and eight as well. Gino was the talk of the town, MVP, MVP, but not so much anymore. They're 42 and a half point over under in this one. One and a half points for the Jets. Um, man, Jets really need a win here if they want to stay alive. And C- in Seattle, obviously, as well. Um, how do you like this game that's tight game oh um well i, I like the jets i think the, the fact that they finally have my again right? that, mm-hmm. that game zach wilson played was absolutely atrocious that's pretty much the end of him yeah um in in new york i think mike white at least brings them that that, that belief you know they're able to move the ball it's that little bit of competence that they've been basically missing and the yeah. fact that they're playing a team that is reeling um and I just think the Jets really they have just this defense that Gino hasn't come across. And I think it's going to be really hard for him to move the ball. I think, especially with, if Locke gets out, Sauce Gardner is going to be taking out DK Metcalf. So it's going to be really hard for them to move the ball against that defense. So I think the Jets are the better team. I think Seattle right now is, we've seen kind of, I think we're watching the inevitable fall of Gino. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Jets to win this. Um, I'll go 
Yeah, I got a three-point spread as well. I got a 21 to 18. Um, I just, not too many scoring going on in this one. Unless the Jets are able to light it up, as you say, Mike White uh, is able to put it. Zach is is done. Uh, I don't know what the hell is going to happen if, yeah. if we'll even play football again, if anyone's going to want to touch him after this, or if we're going to see him. He might him be this. the next Bachelor. He'll be in The Bachelor. He could be. Or or he should be Island, a dating Island. show or maybe he'll be playing in the CFL. Um, I just think, as you say, Jets have got too much, too much talent on this team and, and he seems to inspire them and, and fire up the team. And, you know, if they can get a win here, it keeps them alive in this division. So I like them to win mm-hmm. 21 to 18. <laughs> Pardon me. The big, uh, the big story here is obviously the San Francisco 49ers 11 and four. And then they are looking good. Defense is looking great. The running game is looking good. And they're facing a Las Vegas Raiders team who wah, 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 uh, got rid of Carr, and it's uh, it's backup time. They're 6-9. 10 points is a spread in this one, uh, obviously with their Carr being out. Um, 10 points for the 49ers is a lot. 42 points is the over-under. Um, will Vegas find some sort of inspired way to play, given that they've just fired their, their, their uh, quarterback? No. See, I don't think so. I think this is going to be a backfire. Because I think this is only being done for business purposes. This yes. isn't being done because you believe Stidham is the better quarterback and he's going to be able to win. This is, gives you a better chance to win. I don't think anyone believes that. And I think the players see that. So I think mm-hmm. um, I think they're just going to get absolutely smoked this game. I think the Niners are at least playing for something. Purdy is looking good, staying consistent, winning every game, doing what he needs to do. I don't yep. see anyone stopping McCaffrey, and I think the Raiders lay down. I think it's a pretty easy win. I'm going to say 30-17. I just don't trust 10 points, especially with that 49ers team. And again, you know, if they do get a bit of a lead, you put your guys on the bench. Why would you Why would you want to risk anyone? I think you get the lead, and then maybe Vegas is able to claw something back, um, you know, a little bit of desperation points. I still have the 49ers winning. I just I think 10 points is quite a bit for a Vegas team that's sort of reeling, you know, maybe, maybe they don't, maybe they just do call it in and, and they want to see what's going to happen with Rogers or Brady next year, but I don't like 10 points. So I've got a 28 to 20. Uh, I just think eight points, 10. It's a little too much for me. Speaking of too much for me, it's all the green Bay talk, but it's uh it's Minnesota who are 12 and three facing a surging Packers team with a 30% chance of making the playoffs. They're three and a half point favorites with seven and eight uh, Christian Watson. Um, he's out, it looks like, um, and Bakhtiari might be coming in. Not sure. 48 points is the over-under in this one. Um, you know, these guys played before in Minnesota, gave him a bit of a beating in week one. Um, is Aaron Rodgers back? Is he finally healthy? Do the Packers have a chance, Ryan? This is funny. I, the continual disrespect of Minnesota, it's like 11 games and you're three and a half point dogs and yeah. in, in a team that's like third place or maybe actually that needs to basically win out i think people are getting a little bit too excited like aaron Rodgers said relax yeah um I, I think but everyone's getting too much excited about this packer team um i think the i think the packers can win i think they probably will win just because it's one of those things but i think it's gonna be really close i don't think i haven't seen anything of that offense to make me think that they're going to be able to just pull away mm-hmm. from minnesota um if anything, it's going to be really tough for them to even keep up with Minnesota. But I think just the fact that it's in the cold, I think her cousins in the bigger spotlight games always seems to come up a bit short. So I'm going to say pack to win, but only by three. I'm going to say 27-24. Yeah, the disrespect to me is is a big thing with it's Minnesota. <laughs> and it's crazy. And, you know, you got Jair Alexander talking about how Justin Jefferson isn't the best and how he can cover him. You know, that kind of trash talk is not going to do well uh, against uh, Justin Jefferson, who did really well in the first game, um, you know, 144 yards or something like that. 
I, I just you think Minnesota it's this disrespect and and Green Bay doesn't look that good. Their defense isn't that good. I mean, they had a good showing last week, but no. uh, it's there's still not there's still so many pieces missing on the team. Um, unless they just rely on their running game, there's so many balls that they drop as well. I I think it's too disrespectful. I think Dalvin Cook will have a great game. Green Bay struggle with the run, so he could just be gashing them. Uh, they might as well throw Madison in the mix too. Um, I've got I got Minnesota to win this one 28 to 24. Uh I think the Green Bay's luster comes off and then this will be the 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 finality of the talk of them making the playoffs cuz even if they did they'd be done and done anyway. Minnesota for the win here. The fans will all be in Los Angeles as the Rams and the Chargers face off. Wonder what uh what how the many people in the stands will be on either side mm-hmm. I wonder. Uh big Rams there'll fans. There'll be more there'll still be more Pittsburgh fans in there yeah. somehow. There'll be more Raiders fans there, I'm sure, as well. Uh, Chargers. Uh, the Rams are 5-10 and 10 after that big win against Denver last week. Chargers 9-6 and six with a 6.5-point favorite in this one. 41 points is the over-under. Um, big big scoring game, do you think, in this one? What do you like? Um, well, I think this is a tough one because I think the fact that the Chargers clinched, um, but I think you want to get that fifth seed. I think that you mm-hmm. want to play either Jacksonville or um, Tennessee, I think, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, if you're Jacksonville. I don't think if you're six, you're going to play either Buffalo, uh, Kansas City, or Cincinnati. So I think, to me, this is a game the Chargers have to win. Um, yeah. it, I think, that just again, I think Herbert's look, looking un- pretty pretty much unstoppable around the, near the end of the season. They finally got their defense playing a little bit better. They're getting Bosa back which I think is going to make a difference and make it hard. The fact that it had, this brings no home field advantage, um, but I don't think six and a half is a bit much. I think Baker's given him a little bit of juice. So I'm kind of excited to see what Baker could do, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with 28 to 24 Chargers win. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Los Angeles to win this one. Um, yeah, yeah uh, LA is going to win. Yeah, I think six and a half is a lot. And, uh, you know, the, the Rams got to feel a bit, pumped up from their win last week but the as you say for the chargers it's about staying healthy it's getting the win but also staying healthy to make sure you can get that next push and win next week as well i've got the 21 to 18 i think it's just going to be a field goal battle um but i really like uh the, the chargers to win this one just by a bit but not not six and a half i got a three-point victory on this one um rams sort of keep it close keep it respectable baker obviously has got to feel good about this and you know if he's going to be a backup to matt stafford or, or what's going to happen with this la team i don't know what his future is but you know uh he's got to feel a bit inspired play but i still have the chargers to win just by three points Pittsburgh, uh, their defense has come alive for them. They're seven and eight, surprising themselves. But Kenny Pickett was booed uh, by the fans last week until he got hurt. Um, and then Mitch Trubisky came in. Uh, two and a half point spread for a Baltimore team who's 10 and five. Uh, Lamar, don't think he's going to be playing. Not sure. Um, but a 10 and five team, you know, is Baltimore really a 10 and five team? You wonder if these guys are starting to be pretenders as well. Two and a half wow. points is a spread for Baltimore in this one with a 35 point over under uh baltimore needs this win uh pittsburgh could use a win as well who do you like uh i'm gonna go with the ravens i kind of want to pick Pittsburgh. i want to go with the story that mike tomlin isn't gonna have a losing record that he's just like i'm gonna fire these guys up um but i think he's going against i think pickett's going against a really good defense and it's gonna be really hard for him and he's on the road Mm -hmm. in december and these are not fun games to play especially with the ravens who have the who are right in there with cincinnati who has buffalo to them so they feel like they can get back the division lead. So I think Ravens have too much to play for. I think it will be close. Um, 
but it's going to be ugly. I think I'm going to go 20 to 17 for the Ravens. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one. Uh, although I think I've got Pittsburgh to cover this one. Um, again, it's the defense factor that's going to be in it. But Baltimore just has a little bit more of an edge. I've got a 20 to 19. Bit of a running game here, I think. Um, it, the Pittsburgh quarterback situation, both the quarterback situation on both those teams is kind of ugly. But, you know, you've just got to look at the inspired play. Baltimore really wants to, you know, get that win and move up in the seating. Uh, so, yeah, I think they'll win, but only by a point. The final game we have, uh, I don't know if, if you'll be interested in this one. It's Buffalo. They're one-point mm. favorites and 12-3 and three visiting a Cincinnati team who's 11-4. and four. Cincinnati is uh, starting to get some of their defense back together. Uh, I can tell you from being in Canada right now that the snow is already melting. It's like 9 degrees Celsius here, so the snow is melting away. So it should be not as bad as it has been in Buffalo because um, they had a lot of tragedy over the past weeks, uh, unfortunately, with those mm. storms. But Cincinnati is feeling an inspired play. 49 and a half points over under. Um, Cincinnati's starting to get some healthy guys back together. Um, and this, everyone's looking forward. This is a big AFC matchup. How do you like your bills in this one? Well, you know how I feel about teams that play for tragedy. I always pick the team, like the play, teams that play in 9-11. The New York yeah. team. I'm sticking with the Buffalo Bills. I think the fact, yeah, like, again, I think it was like something like 30 people died 30 in people, Buffalo. Yeah. I think that 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 weighs on them. And I think Buffalo, I, there's not many teams that are the community like the Bills are for mm-hmm. Buffalo. Like, they're, they're everything to that city. Um, I think, so they're going to be coming out inspired, wanting to play. they got to play smart. They ran it really well. It's going to be tough. But I think the fact that, Cincinnati lost um, Lyle Collins. They're they're starting right tackle, so he's done for the season. I think that could be a big mm-hmm. injury that the Bills can exploit. I think just the problem is you have those weapons those yeah. that the Buffalo Bills have to stop. And the secondary hasn't been as good this year. It's been their kind of weakness. So I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills to win though, thirty twenty seven. You know, there was a ESPN had did a simulation. I guess it's going to be good. But Bengals and Bills are one of those. Sorry, before I go, are just two teams that kind of like you don't hate the Bengals. Like I have absolutely, I love the Bengals because they kind of feel like Buffalo in that same the the Buffalo of Ohio. And they both got awesome quarterbacks, so it's just going to be a pleasure to watch. I think. Yeah. Well, I was saying that the uh, ESPN had done some simulations uh, this week, and they did them a few times the next couple of weeks and the playoffs. And they had the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl over the Dallas Cowboys, interestingly enough. Um, but I, that. I think in this game, to me, it's one of those games where it means so it means so much to a lot of them. But I think Cincinnati might just have a little bit of an edge here. I think it might be this one that Buffalo takes this loss and it's a loss that inspires them to go all the way to the Super Bowl. I have Cincinnati winning this game by one point. Uh, I think 20, I've got it 28 to 27. That defense and Josh Allen, Josh Allen, you know, the Bears were... We had a lead for a while and it took, you know, our horrible defense to be able to come back, but it was a few mistakes as well. So, you know, we could score on them and Cincinnati's going to sort of take a look at advantage of that as well. I think this loss will be the, the, the one that motivates Buffalo, but I have Cincinnati 28, Buffalo 27. That is it for our week 17 picks. Only one more week of the regular season left. So you should join us on DraftKings. We play along on DraftKings NFL in London. Make sure you check out our website as well, nflinlondon.com. And, of course, our socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find us across all of it. Folks, enjoy your week 17, and thanks for listening.